0: This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Oriel Morrison, is sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, a leading Australian corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Focused on your vision, Barclay Pierce specializes in making it a successful reality. Hello everyone and welcome to the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Aurel Morrison. Now today we're lucky enough to be joined by a very interesting leader, Orni Daniels. Now Orni is the CEO of Giffen, which is essentially a digital platform provider. It listed on the ASX earlier this year, the ASX code there is GFN. It's got a market cap at the time of recording, sitting on around 34 uh, million Australian dollars. Orni, welcome. Really good to have you with us today.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Now, you have a really interesting story. So I just wanted to spend some time talking about you because you're obviously the CEO. You're a founder of three companies. You were a fighter pilot and, in fact, still are a fighter pilot in the Israeli Air Force. Talk to us about who you are.
1: Yes, that's a, that's correct. I've been flying F-15 in the Israeli Air Force for 25 years. I've uh, Before I left the Army, for a reserve uh, duty. I was a deputy squadron commander for F-15 squadron. And then I decided to leave for the free market because I was amazed by the impact of the internet and the ability to influence people on large scale and this is what drove me towards what we're doing today.
0: What is it that you, that you think about that background that is you're talking about it driving you to where you are today? But what is it about your background that's really helped in terms of leadership abilities?
1: I believe it's a combination of few elements. One is how we were trained is that we briefing everything, we're analyzing every element of what we are doing, and the way we progress. This is the Israeli Air Force DNA is about admitting mistakes, analyzing why they happened and how we could improve them and never uh, come back and do the same mistakes that we did. So I believe it provides you a DNA of ever progressing and improving, which I believe is quite essential for every organization.
0: Absolutely. Every organization. And in fact, talking about organizations, your your three companies that that you founded, what drove you to do that?
1: So it was like a natural personal evolution process for me. At the beginning, beginning, it was dealing with online marketing, driving traffic, understanding how you could attract large audience um, to be introduced to things that they weren't uh, aware of. Then it was starting to add flavor of technology. And then recently, in the last 10 years, we have building technology and everything is technology-based with the understanding, the deep understanding, that a technology that is provided as something that not has to be educating people, but people could benefit from it. This is something that really, really, changes people's lives. So this is what we're, we're doing in the last uh, few years.
0: So, so talk to me about Geffen particularly then and, and how this uh, um, helps you solve that problem.
1: At Geffen, we are dealing in the, uh, I believe in the most, the largest sectors, largest markets, which are financial market and insurance market. If I can put it in very simplified way, there is what we call the low money and the high money. The low money are the elements that are trying to make everything digital, simple products, super simple products. uh, Usually uh, they're involved in more elementary uh, products. And the high money, what we call are the more complex products where the advisors are needed, their expertise is needed. If we're looking at about total addressable markets, where uh, the whole direct and digital Elements like lemonade, hippo, next insurance, etc., are 91% of the global market. Are driven in the financial and in insurance sectors are driven by advisors, agents, distributors. So to give you a little bit longer context, personally, as I said, I've been flying F-15 for 25 years. I'm the same person, same individual sitting on the cockpit 25 years ago. If uh, to win. An air-to-air battle, it was just me with my personal abilities against the enemy. Like an advisor. When an advisor works, financial advisor works by themselves, it's there are good advisors with their specific expertise and they have more customers than others. Over the 25 years, we I've been enjoying as a fighter pilot, I've been enjoying by the advance of the technology, and now there is a whole system that works for me as a fighter pilot in the cockpit, sitting in the cockpit, that analyzes data, analyzes intelligence, information, digesting it, and pushing it through automatically to my cockpit, to the ability that I am able to use it to take better decisions. This is exactly what we're doing. We have created a technology that analyzes a lot of elements, doing a lot of automation, To to provide automatically for those advisors when they face the customers and they serve the customers so they they can take better decisions and better serve the customers based on data insights, automated marketing, segmentation, all elements to automate it. So they, th- they can take better decisions and serve better the customers.
0: So give us a, So I, I really like your, your analogy when you're using your experiences as, as a fighter pilot, because that really clarifies what ex- exactly what Giffen does. Use an example for us in one of your focus areas. So your focus areas are insurance, finance, primarily in real estate. How would this work in the real estate business?
1: Yeah. Um, so, so we're first uh, working now, focusing on financial and insurance. We also did some piloting on real estate, and I'll explain to you. Let's say you are now looking to buy a new home, a new house. You're not a professional buyer. I assume that the, the regular person uh, buys. I don't know one, two, three homes in a lifetime so you're not a professional buyer in the sense that you know your budget you know your area where you are uh, where you prefer to live uh, but then a good broker would ask you not only listen to what you're saying but will ask you a lot of questions to better understand what could fit you for example where what are your uh, where are your kids studying and um, your a uh, sports membership you are doing to understand what type of family you are because to put you in the right community, uh, to have a better community life, to with a, living in a neighborhood that people like you, which make you know people's life better when they uh, live on the same uh, neighborhood. Where do you work? You're uh, commuting. Um, a lot of elements that a good broker asks and then see what could be the right fit rather than, let's say, A new broker, oh, okay, you have uh, this budget um, and you you want to have a five room, uh, an apartment. Okay, so this is the inventory. What we have done is analyzing a lot of elements around gathering data, around the customer, around their family, around all the elements that uh, might be essential ingredients in order to assess what would be the right fit and then analyzing all the apartments, all the elements and all the neighborhood and environment, breaking it down to hundreds of pieces of um, data, relevant information, and then by, by algorithm matching um, automatically potential houses, potential homes to those customers. What it brought, it didn't replace the brokers. It just gave the broker for, for you as a customer, he could get on his app automatically what would be the right match with rank. So he could see why it could fit with the story, why it could fit the customer according to the analysis of his data and for his personal and personal family.
0: So you said uh, at the at this stage you're running trials in the real estate space. From what you've just described, I'm assuming those trials are successful.
1: Yes, you're right, 100% right. <laughs> So we had success in insurance, in finance, in real estate, also in electronics, uh, printed circuit board, which are complex products that are driven by, uh, distributors. Same problem, custom made products. But then we had, uh, when you, when you face success, you also need, you know, to execute as a company. So you need to be focused. So we, we just realized that our platform needs to be built as a generic one. So it's not, uh, it's, it doesn't fit only to a specific sector. So what we're doing, what we're building is those distribution platform that connects layers between the product owners or products, the advisors, the distributors, the agents and customers and automating this whole process in between them. So now we're laser focused, on finance and insurance, yes.
0: So, so so paint the bigger picture then um for me, Orni, because that that's a that's a pretty uh, ambitious vision that you have. In five years, what will Geffen look like?
1: Um in five years from now I believe we, are, we will be market leader in uh, finance and insurance sector for the what we call the high money, the complex products, the products that are involved with more money that is being invested from families, personal individuals. We will penetrate more and more markets and geographies. And I believe at some point we will uh, expand to other sectors, but not before we reach a decent market share within the sector.
0: Which are the next sectors then that you're looking into?
1: So at the moment, uh, we're not looking at other sectors. Finance and insurance are huge. I don't know, just to give you one flavor, talking numbers. So insurance only, not insurance only, the commissions that were paid to advisors for selling products during 2020 was 358 billion US dollars. Commissions paid. So we're talking about not only insurance, we're talking about finance and financial investments. Uh, We're talking about tens of millions of advisors globally. Uh, I believe it's huge market for us tapping on this high money sector. We're automating for them when we understand that they are here to stay. By the way, this same number, the number of commissions in 2023 is expected to be more than $462 billion, growing in 29% in three years. So for those complex products, financial complex products that are being sold to customers, the advisors, their expertise is needed. They are here to stay. But the way they work need to be shifted, to be shifted through a, a, a complete digital transformation. So this is our main focus now.
0: Now, Oni, you have just... Well, recently, anyway, listed in Australia. You're an ASX listed company, as I as I said earlier. Um, you raised 25 million at the time of, of listing, and, and you said at that point in time, um, with the funds raised, you'll be putting on additional upgrades to the platform. You'll invest in marketing um, and growth initiatives. What are your capital management plans going forward?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question. It's a digital marketplace. We call it an arena. So we have. Three elements that will drive the success of the company. One is to grow it with the number of users, obviously the number of advisors, financial and insurance advisors, that and the, and the access to a larger number of customers. Then it will be adding more products. I'll give an example. If for every interaction with uh, between a customer and an advisor, we will be able to, To bundle more products and increase the transaction dollar amount, then we generate more revenues. So it will be about adding more complementary products to each transaction to increase the transaction dollar amount. And the third element is about improving, keep improving the platform to automate more and more elements from the day-to-day life of the advisor. More and more elements from the customer-facing interactions and from the carrier interaction, the back office, so the front office and the back office. The more automation we can add to that, the more free time the advisor have, has to better, sell, better serve customers. So these are the three elements that we are focusing on.
0: When is the business overall only going to be profitable?
1: You're right. Every technological company, when they're on high growth phase, usually they spend a lot of money and they lose money. And you know what? We were able to prove during H1 2021 that we were continued with our growth and we we have reached a positive EBITDA. That means that we we weren't sure when when the listing process will end. So we had to keep an eye uh, on profitability as well. So we have proved that we have the ability to be profitable. So now the shareholders let us, don't worry about profitability. You approve that, fine. Now press pedal to the metal and grow as much as possible that you can. So we can be profitable if we'd like to.
0: <laughs> so you could be profitable now if you stop growing so, so fast. Is that essentially what
1: you're saying? 100% right.
0: Okay. And, and you're absolutely right. High growth tech company. <laughs> it's not unusual. Now, now talk to us about why you've listed in... Australia, Orny. Um, When you have a look on a very broad scale at technology and innovation around the world, Israel is well known to be ahead of the curve in terms of uh, technological innovation. You know, so much of what we see out there has come out of Israel. Um, so why list in Australia?
1: Yes, you're right. Um, so we're headquartered in Israel. We are a global company. We didn't have any operations in Israel at all. Uh, I mean, from customer perspective, because it's a small country. So we were only uh, focused on large scale, large scale markets. Interestingly, um, Southeast Asia carries the largest agent networks in insurance and finance. Uh, so this is, this was our main uh, sector focus. Uh, so we had customers, global customers within Asia, within Australia as well. Uh, they tend to adopt technologies faster. And you know, it's like, um, we call it when your wife is pregnant, suddenly you see pregnant women uh, on the yeah. streets, right? Before that, yeah. you don't, yeah. you just don't see them. So, uh, we were, we, we didn't think about it at all. Suddenly came for us, why wouldn't you list in Australia? In Australia, I mean, it was the first time uh, we heard about it, it was by an offer It was proposed to us, and then, um, um, like mushrooms after the rain, they popped up with offers. And what I learned is that the ASX is one of the top 10 stock exchanges on the world, one of the most growing ones. And in the last, I believe 10 years, tried to shift towards also technology rather than just resources and mining, um, which was naturally built on initially started with to attract I would say more uh, uh, for attracting seed rounds, but then after a few years, they have um, got more uh, matured towards um, welcoming, mature companies, global tech companies, launched a tech index uh, last year. And uh, it sound for us like a good fit because this was the main focus area um, we had Tal, which is the largest life insurer in Australia as a customer in advanced stocks to shift towards building this arena as well. So it's, it proved to be a good fit for us.
0: Orni, it's a, it's in it's an, a very exciting journey, um, that you've been on. Will we see you in Australia anytime soon?
1: Um, I wish. <laughs> I believe that, you know, I started uh, the company by bootstrapping it. We have spent tens of millions. I like to say it's from our kids' money it's just that they are too small to understand that. (laughs) We don't gamble. You know, you see the value that you're building layer after layer. I believe that you have your investor, your shareholders, you need to maintain with them personal relationship in a way. I don't want to be a company that just jumps from announcement to announcement. It's very important for me to come to see the people at least every quarter. I hope now after summer vacation, hopefully this Omicron won't be expanded and the gates will be opened. So I can come early February to visit the country, to visit the people.
0: Well, we, we certainly hope so, Orny. And when you do come to visit, whether it's February or, or a few months down the track, we would love to chat to you again and see where you are and how Geffen is doing. So thank you so much for joining us here today.
1: Thank you very much, Aurel.
0: And for all of our listeners, thank you for being with us today. We'll uh, see you next time with the next episode of Stock Insiders with me, Aurel Morrison. This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Oriel Morrison, was sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, Australia's leading corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Barclay Pierce Capital provides specialized corporate advisory and equities trading services to privately owned businesses, small to medium sized public and ASX listed companies.